The Dallas Stars have returned home, and they are treated with a nationally televised game against Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. And on today's episode, we will take a look at this Oilers roster and organization and try to put our finger on what has gone wrong for this team this season. They made the Western Conference Finals last year, but have struggled out of the gates in 2022-2023. We'll talk about what happened the last time these teams got together back in November and see what the Stars need to do in order to replicate yet another big win over Edmonton, give you the keys to the game and everything you need to know before tonight's matchup on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Wednesday, December 21st. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener of the show, thank you for stopping by and making Locked On Stars your first listen every single day. If you're new to the show, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform. The best way to help the show out is leaving us a five star rating and review. Or if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. Let us know how you think the Stars will do tonight in their game against the Oilers. And go ahead and give me your first goal predictions and how many points McDavid and Dreisaitl will get. Will the Stars be able to contain them and keep them off the score sheet? Or do you think that they're due for at least a couple of points each? Uh, A very exciting game on the docket tonight. The Stars returning to the American Airlines Center for the first time after five games away from home. A very difficult road trip through the Metro Division in which the Stars got seven out of ten points. A pretty successful road trip. Even the games that they lost, they were highly competitive in and only lost by one goal. And also took down some very formidable opponents such as the Devils, Alex Ovechkin, who was still on the hunt for his 801st NHL goal in his career, uh, which would allow him to tie Gordie Howe. And, of course, they also take down the Columbus Blue Jackets on Monday. But now their next opponent is, of course, the Edmonton Oilers, who are one of the most perplexing teams in the National Hockey League, coming in to this game with a 17-14-2 record, sitting around that fourth spot in the Pacific Division. And they've lost their last three games, a shootout to the Blues, regulation to the Anaheim Ducks, and most recently on Monday evening, an overtime loss in Nashville at the hands of the Predators. And this is a team that is barely holding on to a wild card spot, uh, a team that was expected to do really well this season, and they've had their moments. They've gone on a few win streaks here and there, but ultimately this has been a disappointing start to the season for a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals last season. Of course, once they got there, they were dismantled by the eventual Stanley Cup champion Avalanche, but I don't think it was necessarily a fluke that they made it as far as they did. A tough series round one, going to seven games against the Kings, and then pretty much dominating their their most bitter rival in the Calgary Flames in the Battle of Alberta in round two making it to that conference final uh, against the Avalanche where they were just outmatched, outgunned, um, but still, I think, a really good team. And returning 
pretty much the exact same roster outside of a few slight tweaks here and there. And this team is slowly, it seems, starting to crumble, or at least we're starting to see some cracks in this team, despite the fact that they have two of the best players on the planet on their roster in Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And both of those players are not the issue at all with this team this season. McDavid may be having his best season of his career. 28 goals, 36 assists, 64 points in only 33 games played this season. And then, of course, his partner in crime, Leon Dreisaitl, 54 points in 33 games, 21 goals, 33 assists. The rest of the roster is where the issues start to present themselves. And part of that has to do with injuries. There's been a few key players that have missed a substantial amount of times. Ryan McLeod and Evander Kane, some of the biggest names there. We all know Evander Kane had that scary wrist cut injury, uh, got a blade to the wrist and started bleeding on the ice. And thankfully, he is seeming to be okay and will eventually be able to recover. But we still won't see him back on the ice really anytime soon. Uh, and he was one of their better players in the postseason last year and was off to a pretty good start this year. So he's heavily missed. And then, of course, Ryan McLeod providing a little bit of depth on the roster as well. But then if you look at the players that have been healthy, you notice that not all of them are necessarily living up to the expectations that have been placed upon them this season by the coaching staff in Edmonton, by the fan base. You have guys like Ryan Nugent Hopkins who have 38 points in 33 games and Zach Hyman who's at 34 points in 32 games doing pretty well. They're doing okay and finding ways to contribute, but those two alongside McDavid and Dreisaitl just hasn't been enough this season. You look at some of the other bigger names on this roster, guys who were expected to be key contributors this season. Darnell Nurse, who is the team's premier and highest paid defenseman, only five goals and 13 assists, 18 points in 33 games played. Jesse Pugliarvi has been a heated topic of discussion with only seven points in 33 games. This is a guy who had 41 points last season. He's 24 years old, expected to take that next step this year and be a key contributor to this Oilers squad. That just has not been the case, and there's a lot of speculation that he could get traded at this year's deadline. And then, of course, you also have Kaylor Yamamoto, who is in the same boat, 24 years old, 36 points last season, expected to take that next step. Two goals, five assists, seven points, and only 21 games played. I, there has been some injuries and some time missed, but even when Yamamoto has been on the ice, he has not been very impressive. And so you have a team that is very top-heavy and has some of the best forward talent that the league has to offer and a couple of nice depth pieces in Hyman and Nugent Hopkins. But really after that, you are scraping at the bottom of the barrel to find any sort of consistent scoring production and then to go right alongside that the goaltending for this team has been quite shaky up to this point in the season with duties being split between Stuart Skinner and newly acquired Jack Campbell Skinner has more starts this season although not by much he's 9-8-1 and with a 2.83 goals against average and a 9-1-5 save percentage in 18 starts this season while former Dallas star Jack Campbell many of you will remember he was the 11th overall pick by the stars back in the 2010 draft Never played for the team, though. He's 8-6-1 with a 4.02 goals against average and an 8-7-6 save percentage in 15 starts. So really, if you've been listening to the numbers and some of the players I've been throwing out there, you'll probably assume that this team can score a lot of goals, but they also will surrender a lot of goals. And you would be exactly right. This team has a goal differential of only plus four. 
So this is a team that can absolutely be competitive in a track meet kind of game, a high scoring affair. But if there's ever a game where their offense is even just average, they are really putting themselves in a bad spot because they simply do not have the defensive structure or the goaltending to compete with high caliber offenses unless McDavid and Dreisaitl are getting two, three, four points in a game, which, I mean, as great as those players are, you simply can't expect that to happen night in and night out, especially against teams like Dallas that have pretty good defending and some above average goaltending. I mean, this is a team that is both top 10, uh, top five in goals scored, but I believe they're eighth in the NHL in goals against. They just allow way too many goals and their defensive structure has failed them time and time again this season. So it really is going to make for an interesting matchup. Of course, anytime McDavid and Dreisaitl go against your team, you got to keep an eye on them and you got to try to find a way to contain them, which recently in some of their more recent meetings, the Stars have done a pretty good job at that. Of course, it's hard to be perfect in that regard, but I mean, they kept McDavid from scoring a goal in their first meeting of the season. Leon Dreisaitl only getting one and McDavid getting an assist on that said goal. And so if the Stars can find a way to shut them down and can play a really solid and efficient defensive game, I think that they have a great opportunity to get two points out of this contest. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we will travel back in time to November when the Stars and Oilers met for the first time, and we'll see what the Stars did so well in that game to leave Edmonton with two points and see how possible it is if they can replicate that performance in order to get two points in Dallas tonight. Today's episode of Locked on Stars is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college bowl season, basketball, and NHL. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. You can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net is where the game starts. I want to thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Remember to subscribe and follow whether you're watching or listening on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Thank you guys for the continued support even during this Christmas holiday season for tuning in and getting ready for the Stars' first home game in a while against the Edmonton Oilers. And this is the second time that these teams will get together. The second of three meetings they will meet later on March 16th in Edmonton for the finale of this season series. But these teams have already met once at the start of the month of November. The Stars won that game 6-2 to two in Edmonton. And there were a lot of things that went right for the Stars in that game. Of course, you had maybe Jamie Benn's best performance of the season. He netted a hat trick in that game was very efficient. Two of his goals coming on the power play, the Stars man advantage going two for three in that game. The penalty kill for the Stars going five for six. The top line got the scoring started with maybe one of their best goals of the season. Heavy forecheck, aggressive aggressive movements towards the puck that eventually resulted in a Joe Pavelski goal right at the edge of the crease. And then, of course, Scott Wedgwood gave a fantastic performance, saving 28 out of 30 shots and Scott Wedgwood got the start in this one because this was shortly after Jake Ottinger went down with his injury against the New York Rangers and Ottinger had recently stepped up to be in the starting goalie role while Jake 
recovered and really didn't even go on that road trip uh, through Arizona, Edmonton. I believe they hit Winnipeg as well. And so Scott Wedgwood, if you remember, was really, really good during that stretch of games, winning the majority of those starts for Dallas and maybe his best performance of the trip came in Edmonton against Dreisaitl and McDavid. Again, only allowing two goals in that matchup and going five for six on uh, on the penalty kill and the Stars penalty kill, still one of the best in the league, but was really, really solid at this point in the season. They've maybe dipped just a little bit at this point now, but they were really efficient back about a month ago or about a month and a half ago, a month and a half ago at this time. And the Stars won this game back in November because they really just beat the Edmonton Oilers at their own game. The Oilers are a team that rely on speed and quick zone entries to score, especially when McDavid and Dreisaitl are on the are on the ice. They certainly can pass the puck around, get the cycle going. But at the end of the day, a lot of times when you see the Oilers scoring and you see those highlight plays, it's really quick movements and quick zone entries from McDavid and the Oilers. And the Stars can certainly do that when they need to. They can score in a blink just like Edmonton. But the Stars don't necessarily always have to do that. Uh, they can attack really quickly. They have guys like Miro Haskinen and Rope Hintz and Denis Gurionov that can get out and skate with just about anybody in this league. But the Stars did what the Oilers did, and the fact that they used their best players, they used the top line, they used Jamie Benn, who's been one of the better players on the team this season, but they also found a way to utilize their depth and take advantage of the time that McDavid and Dreisaitl were not on the ice, or even when they were on the ice. They sometimes sent physicality at them to try to counter the speed, because unfortunately not everyone on the ice can keep up with the two, the dynamic duo from Edmonton. So sometimes you send out that checking line, you send out your bigger defenseman in order to try to neutralize the threat of speed and try to use checks along the board, physicality, and you know enforcing your will on the team and the stars also getting a little bit of depth scoring in that game. I believe Colin Miller got his first of the season in that matchup. I mean, just an all around great effort from the stars in that game in Edmonton about a month and a half ago. And so the stars need to find a way to do that again. They need to find a way to take advantage of their opportunities when McDavid and Dreisaitl are not on the ice, but then when they are on the ice, find a way defensively to, you know, suffocate them. Don't give them too many passing lanes. Don't give them too much space to work with. I mean, I know the Stars have been guilty this season of giving star players too much open ice in order to make plays. We saw it when Austin Matthews came to Dallas with the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've seen it with the Boston Bruins. We've seen it, you know, all over the league. I mean, you could go team by team and say, look at a few plays and say, maybe they gave this player a little too much space. And you would think that the Stars and their coaching staff and their players know that you cannot afford to give McDavid and Dreisaitl any extra space because even even when it seems like they have zero space to work with, both of those guys can make moves with the stick, passing, or just carrying it on their own stick, uh, the puck, and they can find a way to weave through a defense and absolutely undress uh, the guys on the other team. And so it's easier said than done, but that truly is the key to this game, is finding a way to utilize your best players and find a way for them to score goals and get scoring chances, and then try to neutralize McDavid and Dreisaitl, and then find a way to do the rest with the rest of that Oilers lineup. Like, like we said in the last segment, they're not the most consistent unit. They're not always finding that consistent depth scoring. So if you can find a way to take the Oilers' electric offense that's top five in the league and you can find a way to make it mediocre, you've got a great opportunity to win this game. And a big part of that will, of course, fall on the goaltending. I imagine you're getting Jake Ottinger in net. With it being a national TV game, you want to look your best. 
in front of the national audience. And Jake Ottinger has a small but really good history against this Oilers team. He's 2-0 with a 9-15 save percentage and a two goals against average. And in the month of December, he's been absolutely fantastic for the Stars, posting a 5-2 record with a 9-31 save percentage and a 2.06 goals against average. And if you've been watching Jake Ottinger for any extended period of time, he always seems to come up in the big moments. He came up big in last year's playoffs. He comes up big whenever the Stars go up against Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. And this is yet another big moment in the season. The Stars getting kind of their first true national TV exposure against one of the bigger names in the National Hockey League as far as teams, but also a ton of people going to be tuning in to watch McDavid and Dreisaitl. I mean, they just always will draw attention and draw eyes to whatever games they play on national television. So if Jake Ottinger gets the start, you you have to expect him to be at his best in this game, especially given his performance over the past month and really all the way through this point in December. He was a little shaky coming back from injury, but over the past several handful of games, he's really been at his best and playing some of the best hockey that we've seen from him this season. So expect it to be a fun, entertaining, high-octane game with a lot of scoring opportunities. But if the Stars want to win, they got to find a way to semi-neutralize that Oilers offense because they history shows that they don't necessarily have the defense or the goaltending to keep pace with the Stars. And we know that the Stars can also score goals in bunches. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we will talk about the Stars needing to impress on their first true national TV appearance on TNT tonight. More on that right after this. Closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, talking about why this game is so important outside of just finding a way to get a win over the Edmonton Oilers. And part of it has to do with the fact that this is, like I said, the Stars' first true national TV appearance this season. They've had two games on ESPN Plus and Hulu, which technically do qualify as nationally televised games, but not everyone always has access to a Hulu account or an ESPN Plus account, and so that leaves a few people out to dry, whereas this game is going to be aired on TNT, going to be the late game after Devils versus Panthers, an 8.30 Central Time puck drop and, and really, I mean, just about everyone has some sort of access to TNT, regardless of what you know TV service you have or streaming service you have. Pretty much everyone out there has access to TNT. So this is the first time that the stars have been on an actual TV channel and not some sort of streaming service. And so plenty of eyes will be placed upon the stars and the Oilers tonight. People are home for Christmas. They're relaxing. They're wanting to watch sports and especially the hockey fans. They should be intrigued by this matchup. I mean, and the big part of it, of course, has to do with the fact that we are getting Jason Robertson versus Connor McDavid, a very intriguing matchup for hockey fans, even if the Oilers and Stars aren't necessarily every spectator's team. I mean, you should just be drawn in to these big names. Robertson has slowed down a little bit since his point streak, but is slowly and surely starting to get back on track, whereas McDavid has not really slowed down. I think he saw guys like Robertson starting to catch up in the points department, and he has just continued to go scorched earth, leading the way in points. But Robertson not too far behind in the goal-scoring category. We can certainly see him try to get a few back tonight against the Edmonton Oilers, and I'm sure that he will be hoping to do so after getting his empty netter on Monday night in Columbus. But the Stars will absolutely 100% want to impress the large audience both on TV and at home. Like I said, plenty of people watching on TV, national media, the, the, you know, the inside, the NHL, TNT crew watching this game, 
commenting on this game, giving their insight on the game at the intermissions, certainly going to want to look good. And because, I mean, as much as it sucks sometimes, people will form their opinions based on what TV media says or what the big media says, ESPN, TNT, Sportsnet. So if the stars don't look good, even if it's just a one-night thing or if they underperform or have key players disappear, people in the national media are going to make note of that and then I mean, that just starts to spread. I mean, you see it all the time. It's not just a hockey thing, but especially with a team like the Stars, where you are already not necessarily favored in the eyes of the national media. This is a great opportunity to come out and try to get a big win over one of the bigger names in the league. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, of course, any team coming from Canada, always going to carry a little bit of more prestige with it. And of course, especially with McDavid and Dreisaitl on the roster, this win would look great on the Stars' resume, regardless of the fact that the Oilers don't necessarily have the best record and aren't quite the threat at this point in the season that many thought they might be. This is a great time to be going up against the Edmonton Oilers because they are desperate for wins, so it could make it a little bit challenging, but they're also, again, on a three-game losing streak. I think the confidence from what I'm able to see is starting to get shaken just a little bit, and this it presents as an opportunity for the Stars to really put their foot on the gas. And if they can get out to an early lead, I think they can bury this Oilers squad early and we will continue to see that confidence go away as the game goes on. This can be a great boost in confidence for the Dallas Stars before the Montreal Canadiens come into town on, I believe that's Friday that they come in right before Christmas and then they'll get a little bit of time off to celebrate Christmas and then they'll be right back at it with a few road games right after. But really no need to look ahead to Friday's game. Focus on the now, focus on tonight, and things are going to turn out just right. Going to be a very good game. I'm very intrigued to see how it turns out. And another big opportunity for the Dallas Stars to show the national stage that they are ready for the spotlight and that they are a true Western Conference contender. But that is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that follow button if you're watching on your favorite podcasting platform. Leave us that five-star rating or review. Just think of it as a nice little Christmas gift. It's free and just takes a couple of seconds to do so and helps other people find the show. Be sure to tune in tomorrow as we'll be right back here recapping and reviewing this game against the Oilers. Hopefully we're talking about a Dallas Stars win. If you're going to the game, enjoy it, have fun. Remember, it's a late puck drop. 8.30 Central Time scheduled to start. Probably going to start a few minutes after that in all reality. So do take note of that if you're going to the game. And even if you're just watching on TV, enjoy it. Should be a fun one. And we'll be right back here tomorrow with a post-game breakdown and analysis. 